Is my mic on? All right. Anyone that knows Kyle, her oldest son, I can't wait to rub what she just said in his face. I am calling him when I leave here. <laughs> I'm going to call him and say, uh, there's, there's one time when he was talking to his wife, and uh, he said, uh, they have, she has a friend named Becca, and he called me his Becca, and I've never let him live that down. I, I, always, I always say, Kyle, I'm your Becca. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, like Vicki said, those of you that don't know me, my name's Becca. Um, uh, I, uh, I'm married to Tim, the associate pastor here. He's been one of the guys uh, leading worship. Um, I have a daughter, Addison, who you've probably seen running around the church. Uh, she, she thinks she owns the place. Um, she does kind of run it. Um, but Tim and I have been here since we were like 16, 17. Uh, we were just kind of unchurched kids that fell asleep in the pews on Sunday morning. And, uh, uh, you know, this church really loved us. And, and we stuck around, and now Tim's the pastor. Um, we've been here through many seasons of, our, of life. Uh, and I'm, I'm really loving the theme of this retreat, uh, Seasons of Life, because it's pretty cool to reflect on my past seasons and kind of look forward to my future seasons. Um, we all go through different seasons in our lives. Some are easier, some are harder. Um, I find that when I'm busier, it's harder for me to stay focused on uh, what really matters. I kind of get caught up in all the busyness. I'm in a particularly busy season uh, in my life right now. In the past 18 months, I've uh, finished, I had a baby finished my sixth year teaching, started my seventh year teaching, um, finished my master's degree, and uh, I got pregnant again. I'm doing March. So uh, we're looking forward to that. So needless to say, we're in a, we're in a pretty busy season of our life. Um, and we all go through these different seasons. Some of us are just starting adult life. Others are thinking about retirement. Some people like me and Nicole are having kids, and some people are sending kids off to college. Um, sometimes when we go through these different seasons, we start to lose focus on, on what's important, and in turn, uh, intentional or not, we, sometimes we start to lose trust in God. Uh, we start relying on ourselves. Um, we tend to get too busy in a season of life, and uh, we think we'll make God a priority when things start to slow down. Uh, it's not that we don't think God's important or we intentionally want to rebel. We simply drift or wander off into the busyness of that season in life. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, Vicki told you I'm a, I'm a high school English teacher. I've been teaching for about seven years. Right now I teach, uh, and I have been for the past five years, on, on the west side of Chicago for Chicago public schools. And I absolutely love it. I was made to be a teacher. Um, I love the kids. I look forward to going to work. Um, I just think it's great. But this past year, well, I, got, I guess the past 18 months, as a new full-time working mom um, who was working on my master's as well, it was, it was difficult for me at times. Um, <clears throat> I have a cold, sorry, you guys are going to excuse me. Uh, so it was difficult for me to, I got, I got real overwhelmed sometimes. You know, and I, I nursed Addison uh, up until recently, actually, and um, that meant when I was at work, I had, to, I had to pump for her. Now, I work for Chicago Public Schools. I don't get, like, a fancy pumping room like some of you guys might have seen or imagined. I pumped in a closet in my classroom, um, and I had about a 25-minute lunch break. Uh, so often I'd eat while, while I was doing that. Um, and I remember one particular time where I'm sitting there, attached, attached to the pump, uh, eating my frozen burrito, my frozen organic burrito. Um, and uh, I just I started to get overwhelmed. Um, I started to think about everything I had to do that day, that week. Um, I, was, I was behind with work. I had a project due for school. There were dishes in the sink. Um, and I, I just started crying. So picture this. 
uh, attached to a pump, <laughs> gobbling a frozen burrito, uh, bawling my eyes out in a closet. Not my best moment. I felt beaten down. I felt like I couldn't make it through, so I stopped. I prayed. I stopped everything. I prayed for strength. I prayed for direction. It's then that I realized I was trying to do everything on my own. I wasn't intentionally turning away from God. I was simply getting caught up in the busyness of my season of life. I needed to refocus. I needed to put, re, put God back at the top. That's exactly what I want to talk to you about today. No matter what your circumstance is, no matter what season of life you're in, your trust and focus need to be on God. Now, there's a few benefits of being a pastor's wife. Uh, my husband does this a lot. So one thing he told me about that sentence, he's like, this is your thesis. Try to make sure everybody knows that without saying this is your thesis. This is my thesis. <laughs> no matter what your circumstance is, no matter what season of life you're in, your trust and your focus need to be on God. If you don't focus on God, you metaphorically end up attached to a pump crying over a frozen burrito. Uh, but if you trust in God, no matter what season of life you're in, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, you're choosing to live the best life you can. Um, I'm going to be in uh, Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17 talks about the difference between trusting in man versus trusting in God. He says, whoever trusts in man is cursed, and whoever trusts in God is blessed. And I think that this passage does a great job of illustrating how no matter what season of life we're in, it's just best to trust in God. So I'm going um, to read right now Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. Uh, I'll give everyone a second if, if anybody wants to turn there or get there on their app. I think it's going to be on the screen. Oh, look, it's there. Um, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his own strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He's like a shrub in the desert. He shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He's like a tree planted by water. He sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. This passage really breaks down into four parts. First, Jeremiah describes, describes the consequences of trusting in man. Then he illustrates what that might look like. Um, then he describes, uh, on the other hand, he, Jeremiah describes the consequences of trusting in the Lord. And finally, he illustrates what trusting in God looks like. So Jeremiah describes the consequences of trusting in man as being cursed. He says, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. So what does this mean? What does this look like in my life? What does this look like in your life? Um, I gave the example of how sometimes I just tend to rely on like my own strength to get me through some busyness. I just kind of trust in myself. Some people, not me, rely on organization. Um, we all have that one friend who has everything organized and ready to go. Uh, they've got meals planned for the week. Uh, their play dates already planned. Clothes picked out for themselves and all their kids. Um, I'm, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Uh, but it is bad when you rely on organization or something else to give your life value, meaning, or even stability. Jeremiah is not saying that man or man-made things are evil. He's saying when we trust in those things, the way we trust in God, we're cursed. So again, what does that look like? What does that mean? There's no way to tell outwardly if organization is bad. Um, 
It looks the same way whether it's an idol or not. It looks like being organized. You guys know what that looks like. Um, the question you have to ask yourself is what space does that occupy in my heart? What space does that occupy in my mind? Um, for, for everyone, it's not organization. Uh, uh, think about what you're good at. What do you rely on to get you through? Um, what are you most competent in? Trusting in your own competence and ability to live life and solve problems is idolatry. That is trusting in man. Do you trust in your competence? Or do you realize that, well, competence is a benefit. You need to depend on God to live life well. Money can be another example. There's nothing wrong with having a, a savings account with, with a lot of money in it, you know, your just-in-case money. Um, there's no amount of money that's inherently good or evil, that's good or bad. Um, the problem is when you start to rely on that like you should rely on God. The problem is when we trust in man, when we trust in our own strength <clears throat> or our own circumstance the way we should trust in God. That is idolatry. Organization is a good thing, but it's not a good God. So don't make it a God. Jeremiah says, when we trust in man, that our hearts turn away from God. I think that this can be really subtle. We often turn away from God simply by not including him in our life. <clears throat> we can go to God, we go to God with all of our big things. Like, oh man, this is a big deal. We're going to God with this. And the little things we're just going to deal with on our own. You know, we don't, we don't need to go to God with everything. We deal with the little things on our own. We can organize and work hard enough to get through most things. Again, we just go to him with the big things. Uh, I want you to think about the first thing that you think about yourself. Is it, I'm organized, I'm smart? If it's one of these things, I'm organized, I'm smart, I'm hardworking, instead of, I'm a follower of Christ, I serve God. <clears throat> it, that kind of shows what you value most. During whatever season of life you're in, what do you practically turn to for strength, security, or hope? We all know God's the right answer to this question, but this isn't a quiz. I'm a teacher, I'm not giving you a quiz. Um, Consider this past week. What did you spend time trusting in? What did you spend your energy trusting in? What got you through? This past week, I started my seventh year of teaching. Um, at this point, I consider myself pretty experienced. I know I'm hardworking. Um, but I'm so glad I was working on this message because it stopped me in my tracks. It's so tempting for me during this time to rely on my own strengths and what I already know instead of using those things while I focus on God. Um, I've, just, I've been so relaxed this week. Uh, I was talking to my husband about it just a few days ago. I was like, I'm, just, I'm relying on God. I'm just, I've been really relaxed. I usually get anxious and overwhelmed during the first week of school. Um, but this year, it's been nice. I'm not just relying on myself to get things done. Uh, I, I'm not being lazy. I'm doing my due diligence. I'm still working hard, but I have this peace. I have this contentment that... that uh, that I can just rely on, on God and, and everything's going to be kind of okay no matter how crazy it gets. I have that peace and contentment. Um, it's so important for our identity, for our value to be found in Christ and not our own strengths. When our identity and value is found in our own strengths, our hearts turn away from God, even if it's not intentional. Um, trusting in God, I'm sorry, trusting in man is not just saying, I don't need God. Sometimes it's saying or acting like, I can do this on my own. The without God can be implied, intentional or not. So cursed is the man who trusts in man. What does this look like in your life? What did you trust on, trust in, what did you rely on this past week?
Jeremiah uses a shrub in the desert to illustrate what it's like to trust in man. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. A shrub in the desert, in parched wilderness, alone in salt land. I don't want to be there. But that's exactly where I am when I trust in my own strength. I love the simile here. Yes, I'm an English teacher. Simile, comparison, using like or as. I love the simile here. Like a plant in the desert. My parents are great gardeners. They and I eat out of their garden all summer. Uh, They have the best tomatoes, green beans, even like lettuce. The lettuce they grow. It's the best I've ever tasted. Um, They grow their own herbs. They use them while they cook regularly. They're awesome. I, unfortunately, did not inherit their green thumb. Um, I have uh, killed many plants at, at... failed attempts of a porch garden in our small city condo. Um, I have two plants right now. I have an aloe vera and a jade plant. My mom gave me both of them. Um, and they're in the, on a windowsill in our, in our bedroom. And uh, even when my mom comes over, you know, fairly regularly, even with her coming over and reminding me, Becca, you have to take care of those. She waters them like on the slide. She's even repotted them for me. Um, they've been on the brink of death many times, many, many times. Um, their, their, their leaves start to droop and turn brown. Um, the dirt gets really hard and dry and starts to crack because I haven't watered in a long time. Um, they look like a shrub in the desert, only I'm the desert. These plants represent what we are when we trust in man. <clears throat> when we trust in ourselves over God. God is water. He's the essential nutrients to our life. When we trust in ourselves, we're disconnecting from what gives us life. Our leaves turn brown. Our dirt starts to dry up and crack. Without God, our best is not good enough. We simply dry up, not connected to what gives us life. Um, Again, I found this to be the case with with teaching. Um, Like many other jobs, you can relate this to whatever your job is. Teaching can be be difficult, emotionally difficult, because I parent uh, teenagers 30 at a time every day. Um, I teach them, but I also parent them. Mentally, I'm always in charge at work. Uh, there's never a time I can say, you're in charge to a... I broke that. There's never a time you could say, I can say, you're in charge to a 14-year-old. It doesn't work. Um, physically, I, I rarely even have a chance to run to the bathroom. Like I said before, this time of the year can be really stressful for me because, because I end up relying on myself and not God, because I get caught up in the busyness of this season. Um, and I'm sure you can relate. Uh, teaching isn't the only difficult job. Many of you have difficult or demanding jobs or days, um, and, you, and you understand. I'm sure you've experienced that busyness that causes you to put God aside for a while until things slow down. When we disconnect from our source, we end up like a plant without water. Plants can only survive so long without water. Trust me, I've tested it. Like I said, I like the simile of a shrub in a desert, and my plants at home remind me of that. Um, So the second part goes deeper. We dwell in parched places of the wilderness. We dwell. This is where we live. Where we choose to live. Trusting in man is choosing to live in an unhealthy place. Choosing to dwell in parched places. The last part of the passage gives, gives even more description. In an uninhabited salt land. Trusting in man leaves us alone. When we trust in man... We're disconnected from what gives us life. We choose to live in this unhealthy way, and we're alone. 
This doesn't sound like the way I want to live. Trusting in man is me choosing to put myself in a desert, separated from what I need. When I'm in a desert, I'm not doing well. I'm not patient with anyone in my life, my students, my husband. Um, I get bothered by things that don't matter. Um, I, don't, I don't love the way I should. This is a bad way to live. I'm miserable. I'm irritable. I'm unhappy. I'm impatient when I'm in a desert. I am a plant without water, and I choose to be this way by trusting in man. No matter what your circumstances, no matter what season of life you're in, your focus and your trust needs to be on God. So, on the other hand, Jeremiah describes what the consequence of trusting the Lord. Um, he says it's, it's being blessed. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. I think it's so easy for us to say that we trust in the Lord, um, to answer that quiz question right. Yes, I trust the Lord. And it's just so much harder, it's just so much harder to do it, to live it. Uh, trusting in God is a daily choice not to rely on myself, on my own competence. Um, trusting in God is a daily choice not to rely on my own strength or organization. Um, we talked about how we define ourselves. What's the first thing you think about yourself? Again, these are not necessarily bad. It's okay to work hard. It's great to be organized. Organization and competence are not bad things. Organization and competence are good things. They're just not good gods. So don't trust in them the way you should trust in God. We need to first and foremost be women of Christ. And you know what? There's, there's no perfect formula I can give you for what that looks like. Um, part of trusting in the Lord is going to him and finding out what he wants. Um, I know I'm called to be the best wife, mother, and teacher I can be. Um, I need to love my kids at school in a way that some of them have never experienced. And those of you that have 14 or 15-year-olds or have spent time around them, you know I need God's provision to do that. Um, trusting in the Lord is trusting in his plans for your life, not just making your own and sticking to them. But it isn't just that. Trusting in the Lord does not just mean you get your direction from him and you go. Um, it also means you rely on him for the grace, the strength, the wisdom, the peace that you need to do the things that he leads you to do, that he calls you to do. Um, you, you can't just try really hard to be what you're supposed to be. You can't just get your direction from God and try real hard to go in that direction. If, if you try really hard to be a good mom, to be a good wife, to be a good neighbor, you're going to have really limited success. Um, we can't be what we're supposed to be, what God calls us to be, um, when we don't rely on God's provisions. Just as a plant cannot grow healthy on its own, Without being watered, no matter how hard it may try, we cannot grow healthy on our own, no matter how hard we try. We have to depend on the nourishment of the water and the soil. Trusting in God means that we should trust in his plan for our lives, but it also means acknowledging that we can't do what we're supposed to do without following his plans. If we don't rely on him daily for the sustenance we need. This is not a one-time prayer while I ugly cry in the closet eating my burrito and then I'm set. This is a daily surrendering and drawing on God's strength and not my own. I cannot be a good wife, a good mother, a good teacher, even though I know that's what I'm supposed to be, without daily drawing on the grace and strength and wisdom that God provides. When I try to get through the day at work 
without drawing on God's provision. I'm cranky, I'm mean, I'm, I'm a bad teacher, and I come home with a, with a bad attitude towards Tim and without patience for my daughter. Um, when I rely on God, I'm loving and gentle with my students, and I come home and I'm patient and kind. This is a better way to live. Trusting in God and seeking his direction is what's best for us but also being connected to what gives us life daily. This is the best way to live. No matter what your circumstances, no matter what season of life you're in, your trust and your focus need to be on God. So what does trusting in God look like? Jeremiah describes trusting in the Lord with the image of a tree planted by water. He's like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of the drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Water is what gives trees life. Trusting in God is like being planted near water where we have our roots dipped in life. This is a metaphor, a comparison without using like grass. This is a metaphor for a daily surrendering to God's will and seeking of his grace to follow it. When we do this, we're sustained. We're without worry. Trusting in the Lord also means trusting in his definition, definition of the good life. We might think that the good life means there's no heat or drought, um, that, that problems aren't going to come. Wrong. Uh, we might think that it means financial security or prosperity or that we're not going to have stress, we're not going to have tragedy. That's not how God defines the good life. God defines the good life as being abundantly sustained through good times and difficult times. Notice Jeremiah does not say there will be no heat and drought. He says that the tree isn't afraid or anxious in the heat or drought. When we trust in God, we don't have to fear the heat or drought. It's important to realize that this doesn't mean we're not going to face problems. I know I'm being a bit redundant, but it's a really important point. Uh, there will be problems. We're just equipped to deal with them. We can handle them uh, when we trust in God. There will be heat, but with roots dipped in the water... With trust in the Lord, you have nothing to fear. Your leaves stay green. The heat will not affect your peace or your contentment. Jeremiah says when we live this way, we're not anxious in drought. Again, trouble will come. But we don't have to worry because we're connected to what gives us life. I, th I like to kind of think about this metaphor and, and imagine it a, a bit deeper. I imagine a tree with, with really deep roots. Um, I remember once as a really, really young kid, a tornado, I think they call it a microburst, which isn't quite a tornado, but hit our neighborhood, and a bunch of these huge trees that like, I couldn't reach my arms around were, were blown over. And uh, I had a pretty cool mom, and as soon as the storm was over, she was like, hey, let's go check this out. And we went walking around the neighborhood, and I remember the thing that was striking the most walking up, you know, the tree's blown over and the roots are, are in the air, walking up to those roots and then, like, towering above me, towering above my mom, and just, like, how, t I mean, I guess tall, but how, how long the roots were. Um, and these were just the roots that broke off. There were still roots that were, were running, you know, deep into the ground. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Trees have roots that run deeper than we know, and healthy trees have the deepest roots, they wouldn't have gotten blown over in that storm. This is what we are when we're deeply connected to God. Roots run deep and get water even when the surface of the land is dry and cannot sustain it. I think it's a great image for us. 
The more connected to God we are, the deeper our roots run, the less our circumstance can affect us. The more connected to God we are, the deeper our roots run, and the less our circumstance can affect us. If our roots run deep, it doesn't matter how dry the surface gets. It doesn't matter what we're going through, what our circumstance is, what our season of life is. We're sustained by God. And this means I bear fruit. I'm kind and patient and loving with my students in a way that's not possible on my own. I love my family in a supernatural way, and this stuff is not possible without God. We get life from God. When we trust in ourselves, we choose to separate from what gives us life. Trusting in God means following his plan, excuse me, his plan instead of ours. Uh, This gives us that peace and contentment regardless of the season of life we're in. Trusting in God gives us peace and contentment regardless of what your circumstance is, good or bad. Even when heat and drought come, we're sustained when we trust in God. We all have moments um, when we falter. Uh, We all have moments when we get frustrated. But when we get our life from God, we're sustained. Um, I want want to say something that's kind of a challenge. When we have those moments and we falter, that happens to everyone, but on a larger scale, if you're not content in this season of your life, you need to seriously consider how you're doing in terms of trusting in God. If you're not content in your circumstance right now, in this season, what are you trusting in? It's easy to hear that as a judgment. Don't. I don't mean it that way. Think of it, think of it as, as a promise, as an invitation. In verses 7 and 8, Jeremiah says that regardless of your circumstance, even when the heat and drought come, you can be sustained and blessed. Again, being sustained and blessed does not mean that heat and drought doesn't come. It means that when the heat and drought come, we're sustained by our roots that draw water from the stream of life. I think the thing that hits home the most for me about all of this is that it's completely our choice. We get to choose what we trust in. But the way we choose it is how we live our lives. And if we choose to trust in God, we're blessed with the direct source to abundant life. And the cool thing about this choice is that, is that God doesn't set up and require us to jump through a bunch of religious hoops in order to get access to, to, um, access to him. In order to trust in him, we don't have to jump through his hoops. He doesn't tell us, get your act together, and then I'll provide you with this peace. You can trust in me when your act's together. Make no, no mistake, your life will change. <clears throat> If you truly trust in God, make no mistake. If you truly trust in God, your life will change, but that change will be a consequence of trusting in God, not a prerequisite to it. Your life will change if you trust in God, but as a consequence of your trust in God, not a prerequisite to it. Why does that matter? Because you don't have to wait to trust in God. You can start today. You can do it right now. You have access to this peace and this contentment, um, Today, this second, right now, by putting your trust in God. No matter what season of life you're in, the best choice, the most healthy choice, is to trust in God, not man. No matter what your circumstance is, no matter what season of life you're in, your trust and your focus need to be on God, and you have access to that right now.
Father God, I just I thank you for uh, the opportunity to speak here. Um, I thank you for these women. I thank you for the women that uh, that plan this retreat, Lord. Um, I just I pray more than anything that uh, I let you speak through me. That that uh, those who needed it had ears to hear, Lord. Um, I thank you for this this awesome environment you've given us here, Lord. And I just pray that anyone that uh, that needs more, that wants to talk, Lord, uh, uh, t- takes those who have volunteered up on that up on that uh, offer to to talk and uh, pray with them, Lord. Again, I just thank you for this for this retreat in your name. Amen.